Hello, welcome to Valley Guides Podcast. Tonight I just have a set of ideas I want to discuss real quick. Just some quick thoughts. You know, I, I like comparison. I think comparisons are fun and at times informative. Things like, are you a reader or do you enjoy practice or novelty? Do you believe that intelligence is fixed or elastic? Are you a cow or a pig? Maybe you aren't familiar with that last comparison. I, I grew up on a hobby farm in Kentucky. And we had cows and pigs. I don't think we always did things the right way, but we used electric fence at times to move them from one part of the field to the other. If you aren't familiar with an electric fence, it's a simple wire connected to an alter alternating current. If the animal touches the wire, they get a mild, mild shock. I've actually touched it plenty of times myself as a kid and survived just fine. But it does hurt. And what I found interesting and informative was the difference between the behavior of the cows and the pigs. And based on that behavior, I've come up with what I call a pig test. You know, it was my job to set up the fence and keep it going. I was probably 10 years old or so, and often I'd either forget to do it correctly or, on purpose, turn it off to see what would happen. The cows would test the wire the first day or so, and then they just accept the boundary and never try again. Pigs, on the other hand, tested the wire all the time. Pigs have a very sensitive nose, if you don't know. And they would simply get close to the wire, feel the pulse of the electricity without any shock. And if the fence was off, they walk right through. I had respect for what the pigs did. And at work, I try to be a pig. I don't want to test assumptions so hard that I get shocked. I never want to accept a boundary and become a cow either. Pig testing is very important. We work hard to create models and use analytics to make better decisions. You know, as cows, we accept the answers given and become surprised when all the grass is gone. As pigs, we use the answers, and we always test to make sure our models are still a close fit to the real world. So often, I hear the client will never listen to that, or that just won't work. And as cows, we believe we know our client so well. As pigs, however, we might mention the message again and find out for ourselves if the fence is still hot. There's another idea. Let's think about toilet paper for a minute. You know, I was fortunate to stumble into being a cryptologic linguist for the Air Force. It was a fancy phrase for just saying we listened to who used to be the bad guys, not anymore, but we used to listen to the bad guys and try to figure out what they were saying. I had a lot of fancy tools to help me be Snoopy, help me listen in, but what proved most useful was just toilet paper. Like any army, the Germans would guard important information closely and attempt to make it difficult to find. But toilet paper, who cares? It was unimportant. You know, but before any big troop rearrangement or movement, a large order of toilet paper would show up. I always knew something was going to happen and we'd pay closer attention. Toilet paper was a great signal. In business, though, we have a lot of fancy tools to explain what's going to happen also. We call it predictive analytics. I try to remember to look for the toilet paper. There's probably a simple indicator. One of my favorite IBM fellows is Brenda Dietrich. She talks about data exhaust. The trail left behind by transactions can be as informative as the data itself. Think of a boat and the wake that it leaves behind. Every boat's going to have a different wake, a different sound signature. No two are unique, and you don't need to see the boat. The boat can be secret, but you'll know the boat's there because of the wake or the absence of light. The data exhaust left behind by our buying, our purchasing, how often we buy, the volume of our purchasing, the mentions on social media, is all toilet paper that's available to interpretation. 
much less legal issues about privacy when we search for the toilet paper indicators as compared to the actual transactions themselves. I don't need to see what you're buying to know a lot about you. The last idea is a ball of string. I've been reading William James' work on habits. I've mentioned it before. But he's a big on the he is big on the power of inertia. We continue doing what we've done because it's what we feel comfortable doing. See our neural pathways are like resistance for electricity. It's the insulation around the wire and the thicker the insulation, the less interference for the electrical transmission down the wire and the more efficient it runs. Something like that. I'm not an electrician, but it's close. So the neural pathways are similar. The more often we do something, the brain says, oh, you're going to do that again? Well, let me put a little um, insulation around that so it runs cleaner next time, more efficient, with less difficulty, more ease. So we have a tendency to repeat our habits because it's easy. So he has a great metaphor, though, when you're trying to make a new habit, when you're trying to do the early work on changing a habit, you must be very careful to maintain a change in the habit. Each day, he says, is like winding a small piece of new string around a ball. And if you miss once, it's like dropping the ball and watching it roll across the floor. It's not just a single day, but you unwind days and days of progress. So these are just three little ideas that I hold that I think are fun and useful. It's the pig test. You know, get close. Test your assumptions. Don't get shocked. Toilet paper. Look for signals and things that are left behind. The data exhaust. You don't need to know the data itself. And then the ball of string when it comes to habits. The importance of the continual daily practice of a habit. You don't want to let the ball roll across the floor and become unwound. Again, this is Greg from Valley Guides Podcast, and I hope the little ideas help. Talk to you soon.